How are we doing? Welcome back to the Tag Along Podcast, everyone. We've got an incredibly exciting guest for you today who's also going to be leading our newest running event starting on October 17th. It's a six-week 5K plan getting you ready for Thanksgiving. We will have the opportunity to learn tons about running, injury prevention, core, drills, exercises that are going to make you strong, fast, uh, as long as training alongside a community and successfully running that 5,000 meter race. This week only, we are offering a $10 off for the event with the code TAGALONG10. Check out our show notes for the link to the event or go to tagalongwithapro.com. Now, on to our episode. Please welcome professional American runner, Jordan Hassan. How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Tag Along Podcast. We are super excited, wicked excited to talk to you today with our guest. Uh, my name is Nick Karwaski. We've got our co-host, Scott Del Vecchio, here. Um, we have none other than Jordan Hase here. Now, Jordan is a professional marathoner, uh, runner, represented by Nike. She was the, I mean, we're going way back here. She was the 2008 Girls National High School Athlete of the Year. Not only is she an ace on the road, she's also a super accomplished scholar, having been valedictorian of her high school in getting her BA in sports marketing. Uh, she attended University of Oregon, where she was an NCAA indoor track and field champion in the mile and 3K, as well as 18-time All-American. Uh, she went on to have the fastest American marathon debut, placed third in the Boston Marathon twice, and third in the Chicago Marathon. Jordan is currently the USA's fourth all-time fastest female marathoner. Jordan, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you doing? Thank you. Oh, that was a very nice introduction. Uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, it's that, nice and sunny accurate? here in Eight, California. 18? Oh, you're in California. I'm right pretty now. sure. Yeah, I just have people add it up for me, but <laughs> that's kind of what I've heard was 18. <laughs> I'm always scared of putting anything uh, like fourth best or third or best because it feels like people are just breaking records left and right. And by the time, you know, a week later or a couple months later, it always seems like somebody's like, actually, I just went down the totem pole where I went up. So I'm glad. I know. I think right. the marathon one might be wrong now, actually. Did you look that up recently? I don't. I haven't looked no. it up because it's depressing. I think I might be like <laughs> sixth or seventh now. But we could still call it fourth. Or I like to we'll edit that when out. I like write my bio, I'm not gonna lie. I'll like say like at the time the US number two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Or if like, you don't no. think for a second that I'm hanging it, on like to my in historic ninth... days. Yeah. Yeah. I if you don't think for a second that I hang on to my ninth ranked US triathlete in twenty sixteen. <laughs> That then, then you know, I, I get it. I get it. Yours yeah. is, is drastically different than mine. But um, so obviously you're an accomplished runner. You have been for a long time. How give us give us a brief scenario or a brief synopsis on how did you get started? Did you play any other sports? What's what's that story? Gosh, well, I started when I was in the fourth grade because I was beating all the boys in PE class. And then they were allowing the fourth graders to join the junior high track team at the time. I just went to some small Catholic school. So I was able to race against the seventh and eighth graders and I won my first race. And then I just kept on winning. Uh, But I still like I did track during the season, but I didn't focused just on running until eighth grade, which I think was probably good. My dad played basketball in college. And so I was really focused on basketball and I liked swimming because my mom was a swimmer. I actually 
my club coach, when I got serious about running in eighth grade, he wrote this letter to my parents saying that I should come to practice more instead of swim practice. But I just kind of like swimming more at the time. But then swimming gets really hard when you turn 13 because then it's 13 and up is like the the category. So as soon as I started losing, then I just gave up. As you could probably tell, I'm a very competitive person. So that's why I always liked it. <laughs> And you had a bunch of records, right? When you're like 12, like 11, 10, 11, 12. I, I think I saw that, that you just like broke a bunch of like national records. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I think I still actually, speaking of stats and stuff, I unofficially have the world record for age 10 or something in the mile. I mean, I'm sure there's some Kenyan or Ethiopian that's randomly run faster in the forest, but recorded <laughs> on a track. Official. I ran Official four, is yours, Jordan. 451. Uh, so that was when I was, yeah, 11 or something. But That's funny. So yeah. you, we like, obviously we tend to be told that we can reach insane heights in our respective sports early on. And that's what you want. But like, did you have some of these goals set for yourself? In your earlier years, like what what was a lot of the driving force behind wanting to get better, wanting to like what motivated you? I just enjoyed it. Like I said, I enjoyed the competition and then uh, pushing myself. And I've my faith has always been important. So just believing and using my gift, and that's kind of why I still do it because I just want to want to see how far I can get and believe that um, it's. Yeah, it's just a blessing, and uh, I'm very fortunate to have been at it for so many years. Yeah, I mean, so you obviously had really good career as a kid, um, got recruited, went to the University of Oregon, and and I think through high school and college, and kind of the post-college, like the start of your professional career, you ran the 10K. Um why, why the 10k and then and then tell us why you transitioned into the half and the marathon after that yeah I actually started out in well in 2000 or 2008 was my first Olympic trials in high school and I ran the 1500 so I was way way down I mean in in high school they only have the mile and the, right. the mm -hmm. two mile but um I also ran the 1500 in 2020 when I was still in college at the trials. So it wasn't until, um, or 2016, sorry. And so the, or 20, that was 2012, 2016, that was the end of my college career. I moved up to 5k, 10k and I ran that at trials and did awful, awful, awful. Finished almost last in the 10k, um, really far back in the 5k. And it was really a turning point in my career because it was kind of like, well, do I move on from running even and just use my business degree or do I kind of give the marathon a shot? So we decided to pivot and start moving to the roads. And that fall, I won the US 10 mile championship. And then in January, I ran the third fastest half marathon uh, debut and then Boston uh, debuted in the marathon in the spring and ran the U.S. fastest debut marathon, which is still the fastest. <laughs> do you do you feel like you're? Do you so feel like you, you enjoy the longer stuff, or are you just finding like, oh, this is actually where I should I I'm finding these events because they're fitting me well and I can do well and it's helping me prolong my career, or do you actually find 
more joy in the longer stuff versus the shorter stuff? Uh, I was definitely quite young to move to the marathon. And uh, at the time, I, it was such a refreshing change just because I had not been doing so well on the track. And the roads are a little bit more less intense and you get to run with the masses. And um, it's just, a, it was definitely really nice for me to be able to move to that. And um, I enjoyed the marathon training for it, for sure. Um, I guess it's, it's been a few years since then and the marathon training I I had learned definitely beats you up. So I was, uh, 2020 or, I mean, it's been strange, right? Because of COVID, but it was pretty rough for me having injuries going into that trials and not making the team. So, um, now the marathon has been like, it has a little bit of a sting on it for me, but, um, I have spent the last um, since COVID kind of getting back healthy and now I'm focusing on short stuff again and track and um, that's been kind of that's been like fun so I think it's fun to go back and forth and when I was when I ran my best marathons I was like really fast as well so that's kind of what I'm trying to get back to is my speed and then because um, I, I haven't run a marathon this year I won't want, run one um, not till next year so then just kind of having that plan through the next Olympic cycle so it's been um it's been fun to get back to the short stuff because um, that was, was kind of like my first love. Yeah. Yeah. I always was saying like, I'd rather be punched in the face than, than tapped on the forehead for multiple times, but it's clearly you enjoy both. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's good and bad parts to, to both for sure. When, so it's, let's say it's March of 2020 pre shutdown, pre everything. What was your plan? I'm always curious to find out, you know, from from pro athletes, elite athletes, like, was COVID a blessing for you? Was it a huge kind of plot twist? Like what, like walk us through what that kind of looked like as soon as you were like, interesting, Olympics are delayed, you know, every, no, no races, no schedule, everything's off. Like what, what was that first year of, of COVID like for you? Uh, for me, it was actually a huge blessing because what happened was in a, uh... Chicago Marathon 2019 going in. We have our trials really early in 2020, or we did. We got our marathon trials in February because they run those earlier. But I had torn my hamstring in October 2019, complete tear, evolved off the bone. And um, so I elected not – it was like a 50-50, do I get surgery, do I not get surgery – I didn't get surgery. I tried to just kind of rehab and train through in order to give my shot myself a shot at the Olympic team. And I mean, looking back now that I know there was no Olympics, I would have probably gotten a surgery. I, it's just like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah. the good thing about that was like with I ran the trials and then I could use that time. Now, then I knew like there's no track trials. There's no racing for the better part of the year. Um so I just took like, I had to take like three months off and just get healthy. And so that, that was nice for me. Cause then I was able to do some races at the end of the year. And then, um, yeah, last year, just get back into some racing too. But really it's been like, that was a really big injury. So it's taken the better part of till the end of last year, to be honest, for it to really like things to click and for me to feel like I can get my speed work back. So um it's been frustrating <laughs> but at the same time it's like it makes you realize how amazing your body is you know I've had I had before my hamstring I had so many left foot injuries but my left foot's pretty much bionic now and 
never have any pain in, in my foot. So it, it makes me appreciate uh, the body and, and its healing properties. And, sure. and then what we ask a lot of our bodies as athletes. So I think um, as I've gotten older, I learned to respect that and um, just manage my training and rest days and all that better. So um, yeah. you can get away with a lot when you're younger <laughs> and then you got to be a little bit more smart. So I think that yeah. I'm really excited about running a marathon again and doing that build up next year. Cause I just think that, um, I'm going to be really fresh and I have a lot of things that I've learned throughout the years. So it's going to be kind of a, a fresh start. And, um, I still am like at the age that people usually debut in a marathon. So it'll right, be kind of like right. a, a re-debut. So it'll, it'll be a, I think it's been a good plan that my coach and I had for this year. That's awesome. Um, one thing that I'm always really interested is as we grow in for the athletes that are able to con- start a career pretty early and then, you know, prolong it uh, well into their thirties and even beyond do you, like you're, you, you're basically where you grew up, right. in in California in that area. Yes. Yes. So, so you're basically living the life that you want to live in the places that you want to live. Do you tend to train with a group or by yourself? I think a lot of people when they're younger, they go, I need to be at this training center. I need to be at this, this town because this coach or this group of people. But I feel like as we get older, we try to choose things that make us happy. And then we do training, you know, we balance that a lot better. Exactly. That's um that's a really, really good point. So when I graduated University of Oregon, I was actually living in Oregon for um eight years. I, I just moved back home in 2020. Um, but throughout from 2016 to 2020, I was kind of back and forth. My mom passed away in 2016 and my family's all here in California. So um again, like not just because of running, but just because life, you realize like how important it is to make those things priority. And I realized that I don't necessarily need the coach there holding the stopwatch because I know my body and I'm thankful that here in in California, there's a lot of, there's a club here and there's a lot of guys to train with. So I mainly just train with the guys and um, yeah, to your point, like I like the flexibility of just kind of having my own times because I know I'm going to get it done so it's like nice because I'm just doing multiple things right now with life and family and um it's it's nice to just have that flexible schedule I think that's one of the things that I was most I don't know if the word's impressed or just surprised but that you you're a very smart person and you happen to be a very good athlete um like when I first spoke with you about tag along and kind of the idea and what we were trying to build. And and I was like, there's no way she's going to be interested, let alone have the time for it. And you were like, Oh yeah, totally get it. Walked you through it. And it was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, how, how have you applied what you learned at school, uh, getting your sports marketing degree to help and applied that to helping build your, your brand uh, and keep things kind of fun and fresh as a professional athlete. Like that's such a unique a combination of things to get to do from your um, uh, academic background as well as your your athletic background. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've always been, I think as athletes, I don't know what it is, but it just like, they go hand in hand of the whole time management, dedication, drive, and and having those skills. So um, 
in terms of, yeah, balancing everything out. I think that as athletes in, in this time, social media is obviously a big part of what we're doing. So I've been lucky that I've been able to partner with different, not only my main sponsor, Nike, but just other companies that I, and I, I really enjoy doing it because I only partner with companies that I actually, you know, believe in the product, but most importantly, believe in the values. And so I like to help with those things to occupy my time. And then of course I was interested in this tag along just to get some experience with coaching and you guys are have just great business minds and the platform is amazing and makes it really easy for me. Um, so it's been, it's been a really fun opportunity and it makes me uh, just thinking about, I mean, I'm 31 now, I hope to run through the LA Olympics. And so I'm kind of like starting to look at, okay, what do I want to do after running though? Um, so I'm doing like, for example, I'm doing a business internship right now because I'm not training for a marathon. So I have some more time. And then just doing this tag along has also been, um, kind of mind opening and, uh, realize that I'm, you know, I think, I think I'm a good coach. I enjoy it. And I, I'm able to like apply what I've learned in, in an easy, I I thought, I always thought I'd be like the worst coach, but, uh, it made me more confident in like being able to listen to people's feedback because people have always told me that I'm a pretty good listener. So I try to, um, yeah. And then I, I obviously there's things like I don't know. And I try to be honest with the with my clients about that. So um, it's been a really, really good experience. So I'm just like super thankful to you guys for giving me the opportunity. I well, two things. One, thank you. Three things. <laughs> yeah. One, thank you. Two, uh, I, I always find it like you've probably you obviously have worked with with a lot of coaches and most of those coaches have been world class uh, coaches. So you kind of get to take and pick and choose the things that you like, the things you don't like, how you would do it differently. And the third thing is, I know you're a good coach because the client that you're working with currently sent me a message the other day. And I don't think he'll mind me reading it, but he said, huge shout out to Jordan. I just wanted to let you know, her work with me has been a great experience. I'm a stronger runner in a big way already. And her engagement is what I wished for previously. You can tell she really enjoys it. He's got 20 days until the marathon. And he's just pumped. So oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I know yeah. he listens to this podcast, so we won't say any names, but he has been the most amazing client. And uh, it, yeah, it's been really fun because uh, I he's slower paced than me, but uh, I apply the same training principles as to most him. people are. As most <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, but yeah. It's been, I mean, he just like inspires me and I'll start the day and just be excited about his long run. And then to hear from him is cool. And for the marathon taper, I just think kind of, okay, how would I be structuring my taper? And so he's, he's getting the best, he's getting what an elite would do basically, but just, a li- you know, the tweaks for his paces, but it's still like, um, it's, it's just, I learned that you can apply it in that way. And so, um, obviously it's just, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really fun. I, I enjoyed a lot. That's cool. That was very yeah. nice words. Nice. One, well, I mean, one of the thing I'll go for it, Scott. No, 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 go for it. You deliver it. Cause this is one of the things that tag along that we, <laughs> you know, it's a startup. We've been trying to, at the end of the day, connect people, connect athletes with professional athletes for whatever that may be mental side of things, accountability, decision fatigue, and just general improvements in their sport. And I think one of the big things that we found and you, you touched upon this was community being a part of um, a community while you're working towards something is huge. What that does 
for your psyche, for your motivation, uh, for your overall performance is in, can be incredible. Um, so Scott kind of introduced me to this. Why don't we start looking at events and go for it, Scott? <laughs> yeah, well, we've done a bunch of rowing events and, and a couple of different other things, but this uh, we're planning on a cool uh, and fun running event this fall with Jordan. Um, and I want to ask you, like, tell the people who are who aren't part of tag along or are but are on the running side of things like tell us what you as a pro can provide during you know this little running event and and what they would get out of it and in kind of the community side um i think we've settled on on leading up to i think it's a six-week plan leading up to uh a turkey trots because we thought everybody does a turkey trot whether it's a 5k or a 10k um across the nation uh whether you go visit somebody or you're doing it locally at home like tell us a little bit about what what you're going to be able to give them uh a, a runner that doesn't usually have some structure or does i don't know yeah i think that people around this time of the holidays or towards the end of the year i guess people always set goals at the beginning of the year but um I think it'd be fun for people to to think about what this uh, Thanksgiving day and, you know, I'm running a turkey trot and my boyfriend's sister is like, if Jordan's doing it, I'll do it. So I think <laughs> like the community aspect, as you said, people kind of can get on board of that with family and friends for Thanksgiving, especially. So, yeah, we're going to be doing a six week program and basically you'd be getting week by or I mean daily what um training but I think the unique thing about it is that we'll be able to connect together and have that community aspect on Facebook groups and then I'll be posting uh and giving training videos and tips and uh, other ways that you can just improve in general and kind of get a taste of the way that I coach so uh, which which wouldn't be like one on one, but kind of at a, a a less expensive price point as as a community. So I think that would give people an opportunity to kind of um, do that uh, and have some fun with it. Yeah, I think that being held accountable aspect is is huge when you know that someone else on your team is doing the same workout as you across the country. Like being able to be like, I got through it. That fourth. Uh, interval was a tough one, but I made it through like people can relate to that. And and obviously you can relate to that. So we're very excited about that. Um, Jordan, we cannot thank you enough for your time, for sharing your story with us. At the end of every podcast, we go through this very quick rapid fire section. So whatever answer comes to mind, just let us know. And it never ends up being rapid fire. We always have tangent questions, but that's besides oh, gosh. Me. Okay. Um, what is your go-to snack? yogurt it's my favorite yeah. plain or I, some stuff with it uh just plain i really like this european style one and uh i was just on east coast for two weeks and they didn't have it we checked like three different places and they didn't have it so i'm just like downing it right now <laughs> isn't it funny as an elite that like something like that can like frazzle you where you're like i what do you mean I can't have the yogurt that I usually have leading up to this? I race? know. Yeah, because I exactly I landed and I had three days till I had to race. So I'm like, okay, I gotta test these few out, like make sure it's okay on my stomach. But yeah, so definitely, I mean, just yeah, yogurt's kind of my go-to. 
That's funny. Um, is there a secret hobby or interest that you have that people might not know about you? A secret hobby or interest? Uh, gosh, I mean, I live close to the beach. I like going to the beach. I used to surf. I don't, I mean, just because injuries now. My brother's a big surfer, so that's kind of his thing. Uh, you, got, you got a puppy now. You get, That's taking yeah. up your time. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, new for everyone. He's here sleeping now. <laughs> what um, kind of dog is it? He's a, a Australian Labradoodle. Got him in. Uh, gosh, he's like seven months now. So it's been a big blessing. Yeah, huge, uh, life changing thing. So, were you uh, a dog person growing up at all, or is this totally new? No, it's kind of new. Well, I my parents, my dad was allergic, and I like really wanted a dog though. And my parents finally caved in the third grade. But after two weeks, we had to give him back because it didn't work for them. So it was really, yeah, it was really traumatic and sad. And then I've just been kind of like traveling and stuff. So I wasn't able to. So again, this year has been really nice because I wasn't traveling too much. I had a big gap in the spring. Well, I I like literally had to do an appearance the week that Toby got his last rabies shot. So it was (laughs) like, okay, please do. And then he had like a fever when he was supposed to get it. And I had only like a two day window. I'm like, well, can you guys just do it? Cause like, I need to leave and put him in boarding. (laughs) So (laughs) it was like, it was hard, but I mean, it was obviously hard leaving him, but he loves. Sense line for for your puppy. Oh my gosh. I'm still waiting on the puppy. My dad promised me when I was younger. (laughs) Anyways, go for it, Nick. (laughs) Rapid fire, rapid fire. All right, yeah. Jordan, what was the last hard workout that you did? Ooh, well, yesterday I did one of my favorites. It's on the track and it was eight times a 300, 200, 100. So wow. it was just kind of like some speed work stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm getting my speed back. I'm still trying to, I'm like getting close to breaking 30 in the 200 again, which is like Ooh. amazing. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm like 30.2. And I, I had traveled and stuff in races last weekend. So I was like, pretty stoked yesterday that i got pretty close what's the rest in between the three the two the one uh you jog the next interval so it's like for the after the 300 taking like 90 seconds and then after the 200 we're taking about like 45 and then you get like two minutes before the it just depends how and um it depends how like fast i'm running them sometimes on the last set i like wimp out a little bit and i'll like walk for a sec but when my coach is around he's always like we don't champions don't walk <laughs> so <laughs> nice. try not to walk but again a benefit of being an older athlete i'm like well i'm gonna walk for a second so that i can run a little faster yeah. and then yeah. um if you could tag along with any athlete dead or alive who would it be oh um probably I mean I'm a big basketball fan Kobe Bryant probably Mm. I never got the chance to meet him he commented on one of my Instagrams one time which was really cool oh that is very cool yeah yeah what was the post you remember the post and everything um it was actually like when I tore my hamstring like I was talking about and um so he was like talking about rebuilding and he just wrote patience faith and belief in your work and you'll be back so it was and i've heard that it was like actually like he actually like it's him i heard that i don't know maybe people just told me that to make me feel good but i'll pretend it take it take it (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly i'll take it (laughs) yeah all right last one here and again thank you jordan um What's your favorite quote or piece of advice that it always sits with you or is in the back of your head? 
Oh, I have so I mean, I'm like a quote junkie. I have just so many, but um, I like the um, the Michael Jordan one that I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. So I think that like has always resonated with me whenever I go through a downtime is that, okay, this is, you learn from it and that's why you're ultimately going to succeed, but all champions have failures. So it's just kind of about dealing with those and bouncing back as quick as you can, but moving from one play to the next. And he's obviously the best, of the best. So to know that he had failure too is pretty inspiring. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love it. I think that's perfect. Um, Jordan say everyone, thank you so much. Uh, Booker on tag long, train with her, great source of, of knowledge, of experience uh, when it comes to all things running, whether it's recovery, whether it's injury prevention, um, general, you know, first time marathon, first, doing your first marathon or your 10th, uh, always something to be learned. Jordan, an absolute pleasure. Uh, best of luck this season. And uh, yeah, stay patient and we'll be rooting for you. Uh, all the way until you stop competing. So. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right,